Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about three things that you might choose to give up at the very least for a season. So the first thing that writers might choose to give up is checking your reviews. So when I just had my first book out, this was a big, big, big problem for me. I would check my reviews every day. It was often the very first thing I would do when I woke up. I would be refreshing my page throughout the day. And two really bad things happened from that. One, when I got a positive review, I got so overly excited. And worst, when I got a negative review, it felt like the world was ending. And it really was this major emotional roller coaster. And I do believe that there are useful things that reviews can tell us. So for example, the reviews on my first book showed me that people wanted to read more about these characters. That was helpful. So yes, sometimes you can gain insight from your reviews. For example, I had one book that I went back and did a major re-edit because some of the reviewers were coming out and saying, hey, there's a lot of characters in here and it's hard to keep them straight. And I heard it enough that I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe they're right. So I, I did a, a pretty major revamp of that one. So you don't need to ignore reviews entirely, but if you're to the place where I was, where you're looking every single day and you're on that roller coaster where a good review is going to make you feel way up here and a bad review is going to make you sink way down there, then it could be beneficial to at least for a season, stop checking them. So something else you can do instead is you can ask another person to look at your reviews and give feedback. So a spouse or a friend, or if you have an assistance that you pay, that could be one of their jobs. Hey, will you just browse through my reviews for this book? Let me know if there's anything major. I've also made it a point that if I see, if I'm on my book page, just check my rank or my description or something like that, and I see that there's a one star that I maybe haven't noticed before, I've gotten to where I'm not even gonna open it. Now, like I said, sometimes, reviews, it can be helpful. But here's the other thing to keep in mind. The reviewers aren't talking to you. If somebody really wants you, the author, to know how much they loved or hated your book, they'll find you on Facebook, they'll send you an email. Nine times out of 10, the reviewers, unless they're on like an ARC team or something, they don't know you, they don't even think about the fact that there's a human who's writing these books, sitting behind their computer, basing their entire emotional state on what they say. I read a really good blog article once where it talked about, imagine you're at a restaurant and you hear two people talking about your book. Of course, you're going to want to listen in, but they're not talking to you. And so even if they're saying horrible things, it has nothing to do with what they think of you personally. So remember, reviews are for the readers. They're really not for us. They're not for ego boosts. They're not for having us have these like major dips of, oh no, I got a one-star review. And if you're the kind of person who does base just how good you feel about yourself on your number of reviews or on all the nice things people are saying, that could be something that would be beneficial to stop doing, at least for a season, is to stop looking at your reviews on a daily basis. So same thing with sales rank. This is going to be the second thing that I'm going to suggest that writers might choose to give up for a season, and that is checking your sales stats super regularly. So for me, again, when I was younger as an author, it was more of a problem, but it still is now where you launch a book 
and then every 10 minutes you're refreshing or maybe you have the BookBub sale and every 10 minutes you're refreshing your KDP dashboard and it does the exact same thing we talked about with the reviews. If you get a big sales surge, your spirits get lifted up to here. If it slows down, you sink way down here and wonder what's wrong. It's just a roller coaster. And to be totally honest, we have way more important things to focus on than how many books we sell on Amazon in a, you know, a five minute window <laughs> that it takes to refresh that. I feel like this is one of the ways where it would be far easier for us to have less data. And now here's my caveat. I do check my sales stats almost every day because I'm running so many ads and I do feel like it's important to keep up with my ad spend and to know if my ads are working. So some people need to be checking their sales and ranks and stuff every day, but that can be limited to once a day just for the purpose of marketing efforts. And it could also be something where, especially if you have a launch or a big sale, you'll just tell yourself, you know, I'm not gonna re refresh. I'm gonna check this maybe once in the morning, maybe once at night, and not do the constant refresh thing. Because that again, just puts you on that crazy roller coaster where your entire self-worth really feels like it's tied up to how many books you've sold in a given amount of time. When sometimes it really is ridiculous. It's, oh, if I didn't sell 10 books in this one hour, I'm a terrible author or something like that. When it's so much more important to look at our author career in terms of like, you know, five years and 10 years and not five minutes, right? So hopefully that it's encouraging to you if you're the kind of person who maybe does have a problem checking. Same thing with sale rank. You know how you can see on Amazon, you rank at the bottom. If that has gotten a little out of hand, or if you do feel too discouraged when it goes down and really excited when it goes up, maybe it's time to step back. Remember that really there are just more important things to focus our energy and our time on. The last thing I feel like we really need to just put an end to comparing our writing to others. Now, what I don't mean is like reading someone else's book and saying, oh, wow, this author did a really good job with this part of the craft. I want to study that. I'm not talking about the writing craft and comparing it like that. I'm just talking about, you know, if you see on Facebook that somebody got a book bub deal and your first thought is, oh man, Facebook accepted them, but they haven't accepted me in the last three times I've applied or um, any of these times where we start comparing our success to someone else's success, our genre to someone else's genre, one thing that I have found to be so helpful in my mindset shift is to look at other authors in my genre, not as competitors, like even close. And the reason I say that is because like, let's take Christian fiction, which is my genre, I think at the very beginning of my writing career, I wanted to be the very best Christian fiction novelist. And if there were other Christian fiction novelists that people liked or that were really popular, I would feel jealous. I would feel like they were stealing the attention that I wanted for me. Like this really was what was going on in my mind. It was really like a, a bad mindset. So that's why I'm telling you like to not be like this. But what helped me get over that was just this realization, okay, if I'm the only good Christian fiction author, then who's going to want to read Christian fiction? Because <laughs> then you're going to read all of my, like at that point, I maybe had three or four books and nothing else. And so the genre as a whole is going to fail. Whereas if there are a hundred amazing Christian fiction authors 
for a thousand amazing Christian fiction authors, our readers are never going to run out of good and quality uh, material. It's the same thing when I hear about indie authors getting really amazing, um, like maybe movie deals or TV options, like all these exciting things that are happening to indie authors. Like I totally get that part of you that wants to say, well, how come they got a TV deal and I didn't? Or how come they won this award and I didn't? But I think a better way to look at it is, oh my goodness, an indie author or an author in my genre has gone into this field. They're paving the way, right? So let's take movie deals because that is super exciting and super easy to feel jealous of, right? If someone gets a movie deal for one of their books, like I think almost all of us can agree that we would love for that to happen to our novels. So if it happens to someone else in your genre, instead of saying, well, why did it happen to them when I want it to happen to me, say, oh my goodness, I hope this is the very best movie that has ever been made and so that the producers of this movie say, wow, we need way more movies in this genre. Let's find out who else is writing in that field. So if you get jealous of someone, often, even if it's subconscious, you kind of wish that they wouldn't be so successful. So you might hear about someone's movie deal and say, oh, I hope that doesn't do that well because it's not my movie. Whereas instead, let's totally shift that around. So that's number three of things that, yes, I believe all writers need to give up is comparing ourselves to others. And instead, look at it as we are all bringing up the quality in the genres that we write. And we need to be really proud about that and work together and support one another. So hopefully that was encouraging to you. And thanks again for listening.